This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and the trade deadline occurred yesterday. It has come and passed, and the Packers, thankfully, did not trade for a running back. Uh, but they did make one move, trading a major player away to show that this team might at least somewhat consider themselves as a team in the middle of a rebuild, which is good awareness to see um, and is more than I would usually expect from this Packers front office. And so the move the Packers did make was trading away cornerback Rasul Douglas. Douglas was having another great season and is a solid starting cornerback in the NFL who can hold his own. What makes Rasul great is his instincts, his study of the opponents, his size, but not his athleticism. And while Rasul is just 28 years old, there's something to say about getting out um, and getting a good pick for Rasul before he loses whatever athleticism he has left in the next year or two. This move did also make sense for Green Bay um, because this is a team that wants to see what it has from other cornerbacks they have on the roster. Guys like Carrington Valentine and Eric Stokes, who both have the potential to be good starting outside cornerbacks for the Packers and trading Russell away opens up the opportunity to see these guys play more. And what it also does it at the very same time is it creates a hole in our defense. And that hole will be plugged by one of these two guys, but neither are where Russell is at currently in their level of play, which might be enough for opposing offenses to take advantage of and ultimately make this defense struggle a little bit more and hopefully continue uh, to not come up clutch and result in us losing some more games. The problem I had about this trade, though, is that the Packers traded Rasul and a fifth rounder for a third round pick. Basically, the Packers traded Rasul for a fourth rounder. That is what that would kind of equate to. But Rasul is only costing the Bills less than a million dollars on their cap for the rest of the season. He's still on contract for next year for just nine million. That's super cheap for a top 32 cornerback in the NFL. The Packers should have been able to get more for him and should have done either a better job shopping him or negotiating because a third round pick should have been the deal here. Uh, so while I'm happy Goodikins moved on, um, again, I truly believe that he might have gotten fleeced a little bit here. But that wasn't the only deal that happened yesterday. There was a bunch of more... Uh, trades that went on that I think the Packers totally could have been a part of had Brian Gutekinds committed, fully committed to the rebuild that the Packers should truly be in, knowing the situation we have come to see over the first seven games of the year. <clears throat> the Giants traded interior defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a second rounder in 2024 and a fifth in 2025. Now, Leonard Williams is highly regarded around the NF in, around the NFL, but so is Kenny Clark. Personally, I think both of these players are not the players the NFL believes they are based on how much both of them have performed um, recently compared to their primes. But this season, both of these guys are not playing at a high level. But the Seahawks were desperate. They believe they're going 
they want to win that division. They think they have a chance to win a Super Bowl in a week NFC possibly, and they wanted more pass rushing prowess. Um, I think that's absolutely crazy what they did, but I 100% believe that Kenny Clark would be a better option for them than Leonard Williams. Clark is younger. He's still on contract for another year, but after this season, Leonard Williams' contract is set to expire. Kenny Clark could have easily netted the Packers just the Seahawks second round pick. And that would have been a very wise move for the Packers to take advantage of this Seahawks desperation. Okay. I, I like Kenny Clark. Um, he's been on the Packers for eight years now, but he's gone downhill for three or four years in a row. <clears throat> and maybe it's our defense. Maybe our defense isn't playing him right. I've, I've talked about that last off season. I don't know if there is a defense out there that plays the way that maximizes him. I think you should probably create a defense that maximizes his talents. But if you're not going to do those things, I think it's fair to move on from him. Uh, and I think this would have been a great move to get a second round pick from the Seahawks who, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. It's probably going to be pick 20, but you're looking at pick 52, 53 overall pick 52 was George Pickens um, two years ago. So that's a good pick next there were also rumors all over that several teams were trying to trade for some pass rush help, like Daniil Hunter and Brian Burns, who ultimately did not get traded for one reason or another. And if that's happening, if teams are like, hey, is Brian Burns for sale? Hey, is Daniil Hunter for sale? Hey, is this pass rusher for sale? Why isn't Preston Smith even out there as a rumor on the trade block? Okay, because teams like the Jaguars, the Falcons, Ravens, the Saints are just some teams who are currently in need of another edge rusher. And Preston Smith is coming off his best game of his career against a very talented tackle tandem for the Vikings on Sunday, still with one more year left on his contract after the season. I think Preston Smith could have landed the Packers a fourth round pick had they made him available to the public, but I don't think they did. I think they're like, Preston Smith's our guy. He's our the guy I signed. He's he's a leader in the locker room. Like, I don't care about any of that. Like I do, I do care about those things. Character matters, leadership matters. When you're in the middle of a rebuild and you're trying to lose games, we should be trying to lose games, you should be getting rid of these contracts, especially for a guy who is regarded across the league, but his play-to-play productivity is not very good. He's an average pass rusher. He's an average edge rusher, okay? And the Packers could have landed a fourth-round pick for him easily. Same could be said of Josh Nyman. The Jets came out and said, you know, what are you going to do? There's only so many... uh, offensive lineman out there and no one really wants to trade him and that and I don't know why I don't know why because Josh Nyman is sitting on the bench for the Packers we've had several opportunities to play him and yet we continue to refuse to do so okay Josh Nyman might will be on another team might will be traded Devonder Campbell you know the Bills just lost Matt Milano who is the crutch of that defense forever okay and there are two guys who are playing for him are fine. They played well as of recently, but I don't think those are guys you want to rely on. Devonder Campbell could be a guy for them. Aaron Jones. I saw some teams trying to trade for Aaron, uh, for a running back, for a dynamic weapon to add to their offense. So many teams are in need of a starting level offensive tackle, starting level inside linebacker, a dual threat running back. All these guys could have been moved on from, and the Packers had the salary cap space to make it easy as well. Okay. A lot of, we're seeing these trades happen like the Leonard Williams trade is Leonard Williams is still owed $10 million this year, uh, like $11 million or $10 million this year. The Giants ended up paying most of that 
before he was traded so that the team trading for him didn't have to pay him. But then they got higher draft capital back, and the Packers have about $18.5 million of cap space if they want to, to be able to do that with all these con- all these guys I'm mentioning right now. Okay, And then you would have got even better draft capital back in return. I think the Packers easily could have left yesterday totally committing to a full teardown and traded Kenny Clark to the Seahawks for a second rounder instead of them getting Leonard Williams. I think the Packers could, could have negotiated better with the Bills for Rasul for a third rounder, but added Devondre Campbell to just make it a second rounder straight up. Okay. Um, a second rounder and a six round pick. Okay. I think Rasul Devondre Campbell could have got you that because that team wants to win a Super Bowl and their window is closing. Aaron Jones to the Ravens for a third rounder. This offense for the Ravens is starting to look so, so good. It needs one more guy though. Okay. And Aaron Jones could totally be that guy. Preston Smith to the Jaguars for a fourth rounder. The Jaguars have a bottom five pass rush in the entire NFL. Uh, and they want to win. They want to win this year. Next year is the last year of Trevor Lawrence's rookie deal. Um, everything's good about this team except their pass rush. They needed another guy. Preston Smith could have been that guy. Josh Nyman to the Patriots. Okay, for a fifth rounder. They have played the worst two offense tackles in football almost every single week at right tackle with some combination of those two guys who have graded out in the 40s. Okay, they're the bottom of the list at PFF when you rank by offensive tackle. Those two guys, they need someone who is just playable. Okay, and you could have gotten that for a fifth rounder from the Patriots. And honestly... There were moves to be made as well to bring in players. Okay. And I'm not, I, I said Packers should not be buyers. 100% believe that. But if you're selling this many players and you have this much draft capital available to you, you can look at the market and be like, wow, okay, that is probably a good deal. I should probably take advantage of that. Okay. The Vikings traded Ezra Cleveland away for just a sixth round pick. Ezra Cleveland was the, most athletic offensive linemen to come out of his draft class four years ago. Most of the time, project offensive linemen like Ezra Cleveland take until year three or year four to really put it all together. And Cleveland has a ton of start, starting experience, and this has been his best season where he has a, has a 73.8 PFF grade. And last year, he also had a grade in the 70s. This is a good starting guard that you could have got for almost nothing. Right now, the Packers are starting Josh Myers at center with a 55.3 PFF grade and have been forced to play Royce Newman four games this season where he's at a 46.1 PFF grade. And John Renner Jr. is in the 60s, but not even, but not close to how good Ezra Cleveland has played. Had we traded for Ezra Cleveland, we could potentially move Alton Jenkins to center. Uh, we could put Ezra Cleveland then at, uh, at left guard. Or you put J.R.J. at left guard and Ezra Cleveland at right guard. This... This would have been something I would have liked to see the Packers to try on a nine-game rental because the way Cleveland has been playing, he most likely will receive a good deal in free agency and honestly would probably net the Packers a fifth-round compensatory pick anyways, even if they chose not to resign him this offseason. Also, another major player who was signed was Chase Young, was traded to the 49ers for just a third-round pick. That's the best deal the Commanders could find on the entire marketplace. That's crap. That's a terrible deal for the Commanders. Chase Young is such a good pass rusher. There's a reason he was the number two overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft because he was one of the most complete edge rushing rusher prospects we have seen come out other than the Bosa brothers and Miles Garrett. As a rookie in 2020, he had an 87.1 PFF grade. 
got hurt halfway through 2021, missed all of 2022, but has come back this season and played well with a 75.4 PFF grade, still significantly better than Preston Smith. That's important to note here, okay? And he's only 24 years old. Had the Packers traded away Preston Smith and then just drafted Jalen Carter instead of Lucas Van Ness, this would have been an awesome move to make. I think the Packers could have traded the Ravens third round pick they just got in that Aaron Jones deal I just talked about to get Chase Young to come to Green Bay instead. The Packers could have had the chance to honestly have two long-term answers at edge rusher, or maybe Chase Young comes in, plays really, really good, maybe deserved a huge contract that the Packers couldn't afford because they just paid Rashawn Gary. So maybe you franchise take Chase Young and then trade him for a second round pick next offseason. So you literally just bought low, sold high. Okay. There were moves out there. And it's a bummer the Packers weren't either willing or ready to make these moves. Had the Packers done what I said, that would have given the Packers two more second rounders, Chase Young, one fourth, one fifth, and Ezra Cleveland. The Packers had a real chance to tear this all down, down, get a bunch of draft capital back in return, bring in a couple very exciting players and improvements on our roster at the very same time. And still, because we tore down so much, we would ensure that we lost every single game the rest of the season. And our team would still be bad. Like, this would be a bad team. We'd still not going to win games the rest of the year. We would ensure we don't win games the rest of the year. And we would end up then with the number one pick in the draft. We would have three second rounders because of that Aaron Rodgers trade and a ton more of draft capital. This team would be so exciting going into the offseason with a ton of money to spend. After getting all of those major contracts off the books, you could get Caleb Williams or Drake May, depending on your preference, at quarterback at the start of the draft. You trade one of your three second rounders for an elite receiver. You go get Devontae Adams, bring him back to Green Bay for a second round pick. You go get a starting safety, a starting offensive lineman, and then sign a linebacker and a defensive tackle in free agency, and you have a team ready to compete for a Super Bowl in 2024. Not 2025, 2024, okay? Right away, I 100% believe that with Devontae Adams, with those two high second rounders, with signing a couple guys in free agency. That's how fast this could be. Dumping these veteran guys off the roster could have been the best thing we did, and the Packers missed that opportunity. One thing out of the Packers' control, though, to getting the number one pick in the draft is injuries, most notable to quarterbacks across the NFL. We are seeing some really bad QBs playing NFL games right now because quarterbacks are getting injured remarkably consistently. I don't understand why, but this amount of QB injuries are specifically hurting the Packers' chances, though, at getting the number one pick because we play a lot of these teams that are dealing with these injuries at the quarterback position. Earlier this year, Derek Carr was hurt in the second half of the Saints game, which is the only reason why we won that game, and we have two wins right now instead of one. Now, we are playing, later this season, the Bears, who can't keep Justin Fields healthy, the Giants, who have lost their top two quarterbacks in Daniel Jones and Tyler, Tyrod Taylor and it's unclear if, when those guys will be back and healthy. The Vikings, who will now be without Kirk Cousins, all of these games are games now where the Packers will most likely be favored. And winning these games could not only take us out of the opportunity to find a franchise quarterback, but also even out of contention for one of the other two top prospects in Ole Fashanu and Marvin Harrison. These quarterback injuries literally might be the worst thing that is currently happening this season for the Packers. And the worst part about it is if the Packers had traded all the players away we just talked about, we wouldn't be talking about a Packers team that could win those games. We would still not even be the favorites because we trade all those players away. You can't control that these teams have lost their starting quarterbacks, but Brian Gutekinds 
had the ability to control how good his team was going into those games, and he missed his chance to make this team as bad as possible to give them the best chance possible at getting the number one pick. And that list of hurt QBs doesn't end with the names I just mentioned because even this weekend, the Packers will be playing the Rams without Matthew Stafford. Had Matthew Stafford played in this game this weekend, the Packers, I think, easily would have lost. But now we aren't too sure. Thankfully, the Packers just did just trade away Rasul, which puts two big holes at the cornerback position with Valentine out there, with Keyshawn Nixon out there, ready to be taken advantage of throughout this game, which should be a good matchup for the Rams because rookie receiver Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup are one of the better receiver duos in the NFL this year. Then the Rams do still have Aaron Donald on that defense, and he's playing one like one of the best interior defense linemen in the NFL. He could totally obliterate this Packers offense alone which would be ideal if we hope to lose this game because our interior offensive line is struggling this year, week in and week out, which Donald most likely will be able to take advantage of. And so if the Rams can get pressure on Jordan Love, under pressure, Jordan Love is bad, just like most quarterbacks. He has a 41 passing grade according to PFF, which ranks 21st in the NFL. If the Rams can get that interior pressure on Jordan Love in this game, that could lead to some big throwing errors by Jordan Love and, uh, inability to put up points on offense then and just like that oh (laughs) and with that that's that's really the podcast for today i'm disappointed in brian gudekins i wish he would have done more there was a lot of moves to be made honestly those moves could have resulted in the packers being ready to even jump their rebuild up to 2024 and be ready to compete. I 100% believe that. And now we're going to see a Packers team that's going to be favored in a lot of games this year because we didn't make those moves, especially because of all these quarterback injuries. We needed to make those moves and there was deals to be made in the future. You have to understand the future market that's going to be out there. Like you don't want to be trying to get an edge rusher in this draft class because I don't think they're that good. That's one thing you need to know. Another thing you need to know is Devontae Adams did not get traded at the deadline. He is not going to play another down for the Raiders. I 100% believe that. And the Raiders are going to have lost leverage. And he's at his age, he's going to get traded this offseason for a second round pick. The Packers should have had three of those to be ready to get Devontae Adams back to Green Bay. If we had this excitement built around us, he might be willing to do that. Okay, he knows who Matt LaFleur is. He knows the Packers. And they could have done that. And so this weekend, we will face off against the Rams. We'll see what the Rams do at quarterback offensively, but it's going to be a close game because the Packers just aren't that great of a football team. Uh, And we'll see what can happen. But if they can lose this game, this is another big game on the schedule with the Rams only have three wins, the Packers only having two. If we lose this game, that creates a bigger gap between us and a bunch of other teams in that kind of top five pick area. Um, And so it's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a lot to watch. I'm obviously hoping for more improvement from this Packers team uh, just without winning a football game. So that's all we have today, folks. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.